In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. This moment... (laughs) so much bigger than me. This moment is for Dorothy Dandridge, Lena Horne, Diane Carroll. It's for the women that stand beside me, Jada Pinkett, Angela Bassett, Vivica Fox, and it's for every nameless, faceless woman of color that now has a chance because this door tonight has been opened. Betches Media presents... Donald Trump was a, a stain on our country. I am someone's daughter, too. That's what I'm so help me God. Congratulations, Mr. President. The Betches Sup Podcast. Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell-Smith. And this is the Betches Up Podcast, where Twitter meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. You just heard Halle Berry accept her Oscar for Best Lead Actress in 2002. She won it for Monsters Ball. She was the first Black actress to win that prize. And I hate to bum you out, but in case you did not know, a Black actress has not won that prize since. It has been uh, 19 years. That's so crazy. That actually shocks me. It's shocking. We were talking about this before we went, where a lot have won, or a number, I think, have won supporting. Mm-hmm. Like Viola Davis, Lupita Nyong'o, off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. I mean, I, I imagine there are many podcasts worth of yeah. like, discussion for why that is. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think about who the best actress nominees are likely to be this it's hard to know because there's like the, the theatrical releases are all like askew, but I think it's like Glenn Close, Carrie right. Mulligan, Kate Winslet, um, Zendaya possibly for that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Netflix movie. Oh yeah, you know what I just watched? If you if you guys or anyone hasn't watched it, is uh, Judas and the Black Messiah is so good. So good, and there's a really awesome performance by the woman in that. But she would it would be for supporting. Mm. So I'm like, so I'm like thinking. It sounds like it's probably then like a pipeline problem with casting. It's like, I mean, it's obviously the trope of like the black best friend. Black women are always cast as like the supporting character. Yes. Mm -hmm. And also like there's so much that goes into what gets a movie greenlit. And I imagine a movie with a black female support, like a black female lead actress is just harder to get greenlit than other movies whereas like you'll get this movie with you know a white lead where there's like a juicy role for a black actress to play in a supporting area but it's interesting that's probably exactly what it is i'm realizing i haven't seen monsters ball check that out oh i have it was like there's 
it's a very sexy movie. I think I watched it like too young. Like I saw her win this and I was like, I want to watch that. And I was like 12 and there's just like a very intense sex scene with them. With, uh, what's his name? Billy. Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton. So. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad Santa. Santa. No, that's Not too bad scary. Santa. That's immediately just way too scary. For a kid. <laughs> that's what she won the Oscar for, for pretending to enjoy sex with Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> very convincing. Um, that's oh. why she wore that beautiful dress. I always, yeah. when I picture Halle Berry in my mind, I picture her in that Oscars dress. Yeah. Also in the Flintstones movie. Me too. I was going to say, I also see her. beautiful in the Flintstones movie. The pearls, movie. Like, like they weren't, obviously they weren't pearls, but they were yeah. the... The, prehistoric yeah, the, version of pearls yeah she was the hot secretary mm-hmm. oh my god oh Halle Berry I was when I was researching this like in a recent interview she said she looked back on this moment with her words were heartbreak because it hasn't happened for somebody since she was like I, I said the door was open and then I don't know what the fuck happened hopefully really this year Oscars will finally read the hashtags that have been going around for like six years now for Today's show, so Caitlin and I spent a lot of time yesterday, we spent the whole show yesterday discussing the crisis in Texas. There seems to have been very little relief in the past 24 hours, In some areas are expected to go without power for days. Elise, are your parents in an area that's affected? So my parents are actually in LA now, so Uh, they're fine, but my sister is in Austin and she has had power... For the most part, but she lost water yesterday and they're boiling snow. Wow. Yeah. So she has not had water for like 24 hours now. Yeah. Boiling snow. Literally, they're like, like her bathtub is full of snow and they're boiling snow and then they're putting all of the like food that could spoil. They're like putting it in igloos outside. It's crazy. It is crazy. It's really crazy that this is happening in the United States of America. And like people from this, from what I've read, this is obviously like most things uh, disproportionately impacting people of color from particular socioeconomic backgrounds. But I think what people are finding shocking is like people that they know are like, I'm burning my belongings to keep warm in my like <laughs> yeah. big house in the, in the Austin suburbs. Like they're breaking down their furniture. They're taking parts their fence to burn like bring inside because they're out of wood it's crazy well and i was listening to um i think it was npr's up first this morning was talking about how there are all these people whose pipes burst and now and then once the water comes back on it's gonna flood their house if they (laughs) don't fix the pipe so now all these people are like frantically trying to fix their pipes which like obviously that leaving it's just more people yeah even people that felt comfortable staying at home in the cold now are unsafe um it looks like a lot of warming centers are open up and it looks like in the past 24 hours there has been like a lot more of a grassroots effort and a lot more awareness of like how great the need is and we've there's there's a ton of resources at least put them in the in the newsletter my favorite line of the newsletter was that maybe now that greg abbott has to drink boiled snow he'll realize that Uh. climate change is real (laughs) yeah Oh, a, a oh. piping hot glass is the classic Texas snow. <laughs> It'll be a cocktail, like in, in over the summer, like. T- like, oh, look gosh. around, idiot. Dum dums. <laughs> 
Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. Whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of the things I like to buy on Etsy have little dachshunds on them or are four dachshunds. Dottie's got a whole litany of new sweaters and harnesses and all kinds of fun stuff that we get lots of compliments on when we're out on walks. A gifting moment is always just around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. We all know your hair and skin can sway your mood and impact your day in ways you can't underestimate. Sometimes what starts as a bad hair day quickly turns into a bad everything else day. I'd never found beauty products that really understood my needs, but ever since I switched to custom hair and skin routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits healthier hair and skin. Yes, but beyond that too. Since I started using pros, I've noticed consistently healthy hair. Even with all I put it through with the heat tools and the hairsprays to get this pompadour sky high, it smells great, it looks fancy on the shelf, and I like that it has my name right on it. This formula is made for V. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. And Pros isn't just better for you. It's better for the planet. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription at pros.com slash feverdream. So get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash feverdream. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash feverdream. So another Texas official who does not give a fuck is Ted Cruz. Senator Ted Cruz of Texas has flown to Cancun, Mexico with his family while many of his constituents are in their fifth day without power or heat. The images were originally posted by Texas State Rep. Gene Wu. This started going around on midnight last night, and I woke up and I was like behind. I was like, when the fuck do you people go to sleep? Does nobody sleep? What is happening? I missed this until this morning, and as it wasn't confirmed until a couple of hours ago, but there were dozens of pictures across social media of what was clearly the Texas senator, clearly the same mask and jewelry that he I wears. Know. I love clearly his such a kids. stupid haircut right before this, too. Like, he got that dumbass, like, whatever weird mullet he has, and it's like, Oh, it's obviously you. No one else has this stupid haircut. He had he had to go to Senor Frogs. He <laughs> wanted to get he wanted one of those margaritas margaritas. That's why he probably got his haircut for vacation. He was like, Oh, I gotta get my haircut. I'm going on vacation. I'm going to fucking Mexico. Look, I'm gonna get this ridiculous haircut and be this asshole American walking around Cancun oh, with this so asshole haircut. You know they're going, they are going to the most like fucking rainforest cafe, like whitewashed mm-hmm. hotel to like 
for him to, I mean, I don't, I'm a Cuban who doesn't speak Spanish, so I won't come for him so hard, but for him to speak <laughs> his whack Spanish. Like, well, just how people found her sleuthers were like, people were like, oh, but Ted Cruz wasn't on the manifest. And somebody was like, Rafael Cruz was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that's Ted Cruz's name. He went, he went on a busy flight. He didn't try to disguise himself in any way. So he just doesn't give a fuck. He, he right? must've, he must've figured someone was going to recognize his asshole. You know, like he's like, I'm a famous asshole. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm would one look, of the most like, famous assholes there is. <laughs> like, of course people are going to want to take my picture and drag me. Like there was no thought process to this. Like, it's like it's like a. There, it's a fucking pandemic. You shouldn't be going exactly. to Cancun why, on why vacation. Are you going to Cancun at all? To begin with, <laughs> let alone when your fucking state people, is people frozen. Are getting, people are dying, people are freezing dying. to death. People are getting fired from their entry level jobs for going on vacation during the pandemic and posting about it. And fucking Ted Cruz, elected official in the United States Senate, is like, what's what's the problem? It's going on there? crazy. There are reports. So once this was confirmed, according to CNN and the New York Times, he is apparently on his way back on the same day. Oh, I got you. Got Why caught? is he coming back? Because you got caught. Point? Why use another, that much jet fuel? Fuel because you okay. got caught not caring about a climate-related crisis. Here's a game. What do we think he said? I mean, by the time this comes out, he might have already made a statement. But what do we think he's gonna say when he gets back? He had to go to Senior Frogs. <laughs> I mean, I, they're definitely gonna say this was a previously planned trip, but I think they know that's not enough. Like, you should have canceled the trip. Yeah, I think he's gonna claim that he always planned to just go for a day with his family and come back, but like. You ended yes. up going no. for six hours. Yes, uh, maybe he's gonna be like, I was dropping off supplies. Just <laughs> dropping off my kids in Cancun. I, yeah, I was just seeing off Heidi and the kids. It was always my intention. Yeah, they're all scared to of fly. Come back. I was picking up. I was. I was going to Cancun to pick up blankets and to bring mm-hmm. them back. I wanted to make sure the COVID protocols were working. I was checking out the. I was checking out the immigration plans, but in Cancun. I was getting myself warm so that I could come back and be of service in Texas. Yes, mm-hmm. I just wanted to warm the liberal Austin hearts with my idiocy. Yeah, and and he just needed some me time. It's been a very stressful few weeks. He's on vacation. He tried to oh. subvert democracy. Right. I know. Um, he, he needed to take. He needed to take a step back. Get off Twitter. Well, Sammy, Sammy was like, Sammy was like, is this why they didn't do witnesses? Said Ted Cruz was like, I got a trip. I can't stick around. I'm from Cancun, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. What do we think is going to, I mean, he, so you're right. I, we have to theorize what he's going to say because he's not going to apologize. I literally can't summon that in my brain. He's not going to apologize. No. 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 I just hope that this is anything. enough for enough Republicans to just fucking hate him. I hope this is enough for like because he's like one of the he worst out there texas republicans like and he almost was like, yeah and he was like 2016 runner-up primary yeah, <laughs> so i was I like mean, fuck this guy i'm scared about what could happen but like yeah fuck these like you know greg abbott on t- television like blaming him the green new deal rick perry saying that you know keep your keep your the government out of our electric the texans would rather be it without power for three days oh my god then have to have a government funded electricity like how you say that while people are literally freezing yeah. i'm I paraphrasing mean, what he said but yeah but rick perry yeah. rick perry no, not yeah, a that's smart what he man. said <laughs> yeah 
Rick Perry's famously like forgot the former key, governor. Yeah. <laughs> forgot Sorry. key tenants of his policy on a debate and then tried to just get glasses and come back and be like, no, I'm smarter now. Yeah, he I'm couldn't even glasses. like name the department that <laughs> yeah. he wanted He's to like, eventually wanted... run. <laughs> yeah. He was on Dancing with the Stars. This Ugh. is a man he was who like, was on Dancing with the Stars. He was on Dancing exactly. with the Stars and then he and then he became uh energy secretary. Yeah. After I Dancing with the Stars. I think they should pass a law that you can't right. do Dancing with the Stars after you've been in government. It's just wrong. <laughs> no, yeah. it's like and a bad versa. incentive. It like incentivizes you to be a clown. It's like the same like on The Bachelor. It's like it's like The Bachelor is now fucked up because it's all about Bachelor in Paradise and all the shit after. I feel like that's yeah, what, what politics has become. Yeah. yeah, I just think it's like you have to maintain a modicum of dignity after you leave office and you can't do Dancing with the Stars. Anyway, that's low down on the list of things we need to worry about I with think, the government. Yeah. But. I think Joe Biden really needs to step up and like provide as much assistance as possible to really show that he is reaching across the aisle. Democrats get shit done and you have a Republican elected officials. Like, I mean, not to Yay. make a political statement out of it, but he could make a very positive political statement out of his response comparing the way Trump responded to Puerto Rico versus how he should respond. Like he every like every yes. person, no matter who like like he needs to it's a gift needs to do for them to be able to do something, which is actually I mean, I don't want to say relatively simple. I know it's not simple, but show to react appropriately and have that be like a huge win like oh my god that was so much better than the other guy that just like lets people die of natural disasters yeah. and diseases yeah and you know i can't imagine an action a more like uh, a full embodiment of joe biden's unity thing than to be like yeah i'm the president of the united states i'm gonna step in and help texas yeah texas is a famously red big red state but that doesn't matter Right. which is not how Donald Trump ever behaved. And you know, if something like this happened to a blue state, I mean, we saw with Puerto Rico, that was, mm -hmm. I mean, horrific what happened with Puerto Rico. But if like, you know. Well, we saw with the pandemic in New York and California. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. We saw him penalize blue states for being blue states. Oh yeah. Yes, 100%. That's a really good comparison, yes. It's all just a, you couldn't ask for a better parallel for their hypocrisy. And so hopefully it sticks. If there was ever a time for these progressives to push like for a, a climate emergency, now is the time. I mean, we're not even, we haven't even reached, you know, we're, we have to, we're going to be like, okay, California is going to catch on fire again in a few months. Um, then hurricane season's going to happen. I do wonder if like, there's a level to which the federal government has to be invited in just because I remember like back in the protests, Trump was always being like, the governor has to invite you. You, you right. can't True. just show up. And yeah. so I'm wondering if maybe that could be happening in the reverse. I don't know if maybe that's why we haven't seen like a huge federal response because maybe they have to like, let you do that. Yeah. I think they're doing, they have done as much. They have like, brought out some generators and sent them there, I think. But I think also the issue is like the conditions are not super, super safe right now to drive yeah. through. It doesn't seem, yeah, it doesn't seem like people can get to the places they need to get to. Can we do a salt drop? See, I'm not a scientist. I don't know anything. I'm like, can we drop salt? <laughs> it's also, it's like, Greg Abbott is saying the Green New Deal is a deadly deal. It's not in effect yet. And also, I mean, it sure sounds like it would take a lot of people and a lot of new jobs to winterize all of Texas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think people need jobs. 
I just don't, it's really baffling to me that Greg Abbott is blaming the Green New Deal. I'm like, does he think that's a law? It's because so funny. it's not. It's so funny. <laughs> it's a, it, the, the Green New Deal as of right now is an idea that someone has presented. Right. It's not it's something that's it's like has nothing like, to do with what's happening in Texas. They've antifa'd the Green New Deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that they, he's been trying to push this narrative that like the wind turbines froze, but that only accounts for like what some yeah. 13% of the, the wind turbines. Energy. Yeah. They actually like over delivered um, for predictions. So the wind, the wind was fine. Oh, if you're in yeah. Texas, I know we do have some listeners in Texas who have been able to reach out. Oh, if the, if there's anything that we can actually do that you want people to be talking more about DM me personally, I'm much more likely to see it. I'll be checking those today so I can post on things that need to be done. Yeah. And we love you. We love you. We really do have a lot of listeners in Texas. And yeah, we're saying. thinking about you. Good, yeah. good luck. We all dread the what should we have for dinner question. I mean, I know I do. I love a home-cooked meal, but I don't always have the time, energy, or groceries to make it happen. Being able to feast on a delicious meal without the long prep and cook times is what drew me to Home Chef over the other guys. Home Chef's meals are effortless, so I can spend less time trying to be Top Chef and more time watching it. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you never have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and of course, free shipping on your first box. Just go to homechef.com slash fever dream. That's homechef.com slash fever dream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard that right. Homechef.com slash fever dream must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Now on to another extremely disappointing man, Andrew Cuomo. Today's the day. Let's get mm-hmm. into it. <laughs> it's Cuomo day. It's Cuomo day. <laughs> Stay 
state lawmakers are moving to strip Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York. They're moving to strip his powers following reports that he intentionally undercounted deaths in nursing homes during the pandemic. I shouldn't say reports. Those reports are true. New York Attorney General Letitia James revealed the discrepancies in a big report last month. Basically, they went back to all the nursing homes and asked them how many people died and cross-referenced that with the state data, and it did not line up. The state's health department later basically confirmed this report and released the new numbers. As the weeks have gone by and the state has fixed and released more numbers, this has increased the death tolls related to nursing homes by nearly 50%, from 8,500 to more than 15,000. Wild. That is not the only thing. The Cuomo, the reason this is sketchy is the Cuomo administration had reason to suppress the nursing home counts. It had implemented policies that could have made the virus much deadlier within the long-term care facilities themselves. So the state in March had decided when things were really bad to send nursing home residents who had tested positive and been hospitalized with the coronavirus back to nursing homes. It's I'm, I couldn't get a lot of clarity if everybody they sent back had tested negative. It seems like that's not the case. People ended up being contagious whether they knew they were contagious at the time or not. They had been in the hospital, got back, and then that basically looks like it was a bad call giving the degree of death in New York's nursing homes, even compared to other states. So that policy was in line with federal guidelines at the time, but as I said, it exposed a huge scandal, which is that nursing homes turned out to be so unprepared to contain the virus. And Letitia James suggests that the administration knew they'd made some sort of bad calls and intentionally undercounted the nursing home deaths and didn't release those numbers to cover it up. Pretty shitty. Really yeah. bad. Really, Very bad. really bad. The cover-up and the crime are pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's like what, the phrase is usually, it's not the crime, it's the cover-up. And it's like, oh, it's both here. Yeah. I want to note in something that the their Cuomo side is saying, but we should contextualize, is that they didn't undercount the total state deaths. What they did is undercount the nursing home deaths, which when we learned about all of those ended up making up a much greater proportion. So I want to be clear, it didn't make the number of statewide deaths go up, which I think is around 42,000 right now, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. they basically were hiding how many of those were nursing home deaths, perhaps because they knew they should have never let them be readmitted after being in the hospital. So it was, I I think it was like they were classifying them as not nursing right. home deaths or being like this was a person in a hospital or whatever when actually it was a nursing home person. oh yeah i'm sorry i didn't even say that part right the the reason there was a i just huge, want to make sure i'm yeah. understanding because i'm like yeah the the reason there was a huge undercount was because they were not including in the nursing home deaths category people that had died at hospitals so people that had been transported for nursing homes to hospitals they were omitted from the category of nursing home deaths Uh, The Cuomo administration originally said, we didn't mean to hide it. We just weren't very clear about it. Like you could have inferred that. But a few days ago, Andrew Cuomo himself admitted that the state made an error by not providing the accurate death counts to state lawmakers when they asked. State lawmakers have been asking for this for a long time. Uh, They want to know. Cuomo's administration says they were busy and they were trying to deal with an existing Department of Justice investigation into the same thing. Related to that is what they're saying about this privately. So Melissa DeRosa, Cuomo's top aide, she was always behind him during the briefings. You you recognize yeah. her if you live in New York. Or I feel like the reason the story is such a big deal is because he was sort of the national calming force at the time. Yes. Turns out that was kind of a scam given what was happening. So Melissa DeRosa, Cuomo's top aide, she disclosed to a Democratic state legislator that they did try to conceal the data because they were worried about an investigation from Trump's DOJ. They were genuinely worried that if they 
release that, that Trump's administration would get their hands on it and somehow threaten their work or, and I'm sure they were concerned about personal consequences. They are now being investigated by the FBI, the U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District, and Andrew Cuomo's own government is looking to strip him of his powers. Yeah, well... Uh, yeah, it's really bad. And, you know, I will say that this is something that conservatives have been talking about for a long time. And I had seen like stuff about it online, but it was always, you know, by conservative people. And I was like, oh, this is probably some weird whatever. Or I don't know what this is. Yeah, but I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it in one of my I, it hasn't made it into my bubble yet. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's right. He did yeah. this, and it's it's really bad. I mean, it's crazy that he did all of this, knowing knowing this, and still wrote that fucking book. The book oh. is unbelievable. Oh my god, what was it called again? It's called Lessons from the Pandemic or something. Oh, it is. <laughs> what? And he wrote oh it. God. It came out in October, which is insane. Insane. Called American. American Crisis, Leadership Lessons from the COVID-19 Pandemic by Andrew Cuomo. Yikes. And, you know, during the time, there were progressives making a lot of noise about Andrew Cuomo when he was getting all of that celebration. I mean, people knew about this early. I do remember hearing about this early. And the administration is saying, like, we had to act quickly. What, what do you want? And over time, it, this has shown that they didn't just make mistakes out of haste that are understandable because they need to stop the dying. Like they made intentional decisions to cover up data that people needed to understand what was happening and what was happening to their relatives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That over is, time, I mean, that's become clear. It's like, yeah, we like beginning made that joke about the cover up. The cover up is pro probably a bit worse, you know, mm -hmm. like had they, yeah. maybe had they been like, we didn't know what the fuck was going on. We mm -hmm. were the first place that was hit, you know, and like, you know, people, when people try to cover up and don't hold themselves accountable, that's when things yeah. just always get worse. That's what may, like, that's why you like, when you fuck up, you're supposed to admit it before a, the person finds out. Otherwise it's 10 times worse. Yeah. I mean, I agree. And it's, and it is something where I'm like, when you hear that explanation of like, oh, well, we just we just, it just happened accidentally because we weren't thinking about it that way. I could buy that without some of the other exactly. details that surround mm -hmm. this. And to be honest, you know, as a New Yorker, Cuomo was a really helpful force at the beginning of the pandemic. I think that, you know, he earned a lot of praise at the beginning just by like providing a lot of comfort. And I did feel that when he was doing those briefings in the beginning and I was grateful for that. But what you do with that much goodwill also matters. Mm -hmm. And he just used it to write a book. And then when there was information that, to be honest, probably made his book and his new reputation as the pandemic guy look bad, he tried to cover it up. And as I'm sure we'll get to, started fucking threatening people about it. So right. it's like, thanks for all that time at the beginning of the pandemic, man, but you've shown your true colors now. Yeah, it's wild. Cuomo is not reacting to this well at all. Like I said, he <laughs> he apologized for what he apologized for was he basically said, "Okay, we didn't report the numbers correctly and then it allowed like some weird theories to go around about who was dying and where and how and I regret that." 
Um, and that made me think like, you know, like Democrats, you know, we can't take these hits. Like we can't do it. Mm -hmm. We can't give them this. And like, all you had to do, like it, all you had to do was like, just release the right numbers during a pandemic. Like if you do the right thing in the moment, like it's in the long term, it's usually going to be fine. Like nobody not releasing the right numbers wouldn't have resulted in more death, which should have been their calculus at the time. But he's, Cuomo is being extremely defensive. So like I said, there's been a bit of an acrimonious relationship in recent months between Cuomo and his state government. So Queens Democratic Assemblyman Ron Kim said that Cuomo threatened him over the phone if he did not help cover up for Melissa DeRosa, the aide who privately revealed the cover-up situation. Kim described the call as traumatizing and said the governor told him that he hadn't seen his wrath and that he can destroy him. And cool. last week, Cuomo did a press conference that was out of control, too. That was super combative. I was like, what do you he want has, from me? What do you want? He has gone full New York in a way that I do appreciate. Like, I mean, it's like if you used it for good. It's, it's like if Greg Abbott was, like, on TV in, like, a cowboy hat being like, what in tarnation? Did it? Like, that, that is the <laughs> level to which he's been so New York about this whole thing. Oh right. man! Right, which we liked at the beginning. Yeah, and now it's like it's he's like you got a question for me? Maybe I got questions for you. How's that? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, let me ask you a question. It's like <laughs> Jesus Christ. They ask him a question and he'll answer it, and they'll go to ask a follow up, and he just mutes them. Yeah, and he's like, no, nope. and it's like, what? It's like Imagine that's not how this is supposed that to work. Entitled to just be like in that position of power and not know not owe answers to anybody is mm -hmm. is out of control yeah and, yeah but again it really goes back to like i think he was riding high oh, on yeah. himself he was smelling all of his own farts for months he was single single <laughs> mingling probably like mingling is, Everybody's in Letitia James's case. <laughs> like, it is? That's, yeah. Well, I think part of it, I think it does sort of say in there somewhere, like, what, what would have been the motivations? It's like, well, New York had such a profile at that moment, specifically Andrew Cuomo. Like, he probably wanted to keep that and not undermine that. He's, he's literally selling a book. Yeah. He's literally selling a book about his response to the pandemic. So he... Yeah, his motivation to not release information that would show that a decision he made led to more deaths in the pandemic yeah. because, you know, he made a choice with nursing homes that potentially infected more people. Like, for me, this reads as a complete ego. It feels like the Chris Christie Bridgegate to me in that it seems very ego-based and that he yeah. just didn't want to look bad when he got the reputation for being the pandemic guy. Mm -hmm. And as a result, he covered this shit up and he has now ruined his reputation as the pandemic guy. They're cut from the same cloth. Chris Christie yeah. had fucking Hurricane Sandy. Mm -hmm. And everyone was like, oh, Chris Christie hugged Obama. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bridgegate. They hugged on the beach. They hugged on the beach. And then, and then Chris Christie shut down the beach and then went on the beach. <laughs> But yeah, they do have very similar vibes. Oh, totally. That's what I mean is like, it's what you do with this goodwill. It's like what you actually make of it when you get things right as a politician that matters. And both of them just used it to go 
to sell books and go on free beach trips and shut down bridges and do stupid shit. Get COVID from the president of the United States. (laughs) Almost die. Almost die. Yeah. (laughs) There, I mean, nobody is happier about this, I'm sure, than Bill de Blasio. Bill de Blasio and Andrew Cuomo hate each other. Nothing gets done in this state or in New York City because of it. We can't fix the subway because of it. And I saw... Bill de Blasio was on MSNBC this morning. The glee in this man's face. Never seen him look like that. He was Um, like, yeah, he's a bully. I've been trying to tell you. I believe every second of this call, he's a fucking bully. It was amazing. He's been been on the other end of those calls before. Totally, yeah. Oh, my God. And honestly, sometimes I'm like, you know what? I bet Bill de Blasio is kind of the derp in those calls. But now I'm like, damn, maybe I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I bet if we listened to those calls, we would be like, I, you're both awful, but you're all disappointed. (laughs) Oh gosh. (laughs) I hate this call, but yeah. Uh, I do think, I imagine that Bill de Blasio woke up this morning bright and shiny and ready to do some cable news hits. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I want to, I want to end on a question that has come up a lot for me with the, um, with the snowstorm and the pandemic, of course, and this particular Cuomo story, which is lawmakers do things in the moment and in reaction to emergencies that seem really necessary at the time and maybe do have an important impact You know, looking at the Texas situation, a lot of people in Texas are happy with the way their electricity works. They like that they don't have to pay a lot. And this is the first time that they're learning what keeps their price down, that the trade-off for having, you know, the trade-off for having cheap electricity is that you might freeze for five days. And then with the pandemic, it's like the Cuomo story is different because there were the decision itself, as we said, to uh, readmit patients that had been in the hospital, that was a federal policy. That alone looked like a bad call, but that alone is not what's the issue here. It's that they clearly covered it up and had a motivation to do that. But as you were saying, Elise, you can look back in on this and be like, at the time, that seemed like the right call. How do we balance like holding officials accountable for mistakes they made in the moment with like still incentivizing people to... I guess, take risks and be innovative and react really strongly and appropriately in the moment. Is there a tension there or is it a false choice? I think, I think the answer is it's a false choice, but I think about it a lot. I mean, I think I look for, I look at like Joe Biden. He -hmm. voted for the Iraq war. Um, He's done other things, you know, crime bills. (laughs) And I think people, it has, people have held him accountable, maybe not enough, but it has pushed, I feel like he's much more left of those two decisions now. So I guess it's like... And I think his choice to focus on some criminal justice reform things in his first like rounds of executive orders and stuff were a result of people making it very clear to him that they want to see change in his policies there. So, so I want, if that's a way just to really just pressure them, if they're going to still be there and you can't get rid of them, you might as well just like pressure them, I guess, as much as you can. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It sounds like if we can still demand accountability and if our officials don't survive that with an ability to continue being in public life, then that's their problem. They were never fit to like, if after this, like, Andrew Cuomo does not 
all of this has been revealed about Cuomo and so many other angles that it's clear that the decision alone to react quickly on the information that he had was not the main issue. So I just, it's frustrating if they continue to singularly blame that because I don't want that to discourage officials in the future from doing what's right quickly because that happens sometimes. Like there, because like we would, like we talk about, like, of course, to me, it's the same conversation as like, well, when we give $2,000 to everybody, like, yeah, some people won't need it, but it's fine. Yeah. Like, but like, it's also fine. It's yeah. $2,000 mm. where the U S government it's fine. <laughs> where is that by the way? Where is that? I know. You know that's actually an excellent question, Brian. <laughs> I was just trying to see if there were updates today. There are no updates other than Joe Biden continuing to be disappointing about student loans, but we can talk about that next week. And <laughs> mm, the, I hope that I hope the senators are enjoying their recess. I know. You know, Congrats, senators! You earned yeah. it. Yeah, very <laughs> eager. So hard. Very eager to see what Ted Cruz says when he comes back. Oh. We'll see whose explanation won. I'm mm-hmm. refreshing my page I, constantly. Oh, every like Josh Hawley right now is probably like, oh, thank God, as he sits like That's on his like. He's like he sits in like Miami. He's like I just flew to Miami. Thank God. <laughs> I don't know if he did or not, but yeah. Also, to end on some good news, which I meant to say at the top of the show, Brian, you have some exciting news since yes. we talked to you guys. Brian is engaged. Yes. <laughs> We're the three on fianced of the sub team. We oh, are. We are. Wow. Who's gonna we get are... married first? Hopefully, Elise. Unless something think, goes terribly yeah. wrong. I think it's well. We we have decided that. No matter what the status is, we are getting married on our date. So yes, it will be mm-hmm. me. I feel like Brian, Crazy. you and I are on the same like yeah, and then no time soon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've our I you don't know Antonio. We're on. We're we're already having some calls, making <laughs> really? meetings. I bet. Oh my god, that's so sweet. I'm glad he yeah. has a project. <laughs> yeah, well, it's good for it's good. It's an it's a hobby. Yeah. You know? I need Excellent. a hobby. <laughs> and you might need to do it multiple times given the pandemic. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. You know? Uh, some exciting times. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elias Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is the Betches Sub Podcast. The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Our podcast director is Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches Sub Betches